thoughts, ideas, people, caravan maintenance, trundle beds. What's that plastic thing doing down there? Shut up, Renee. Quiche. Niche. Niche's quiche. Why can't I hear myself back? Why can't I hear myself back? Why can't I hear myself back? Is that is that really real? Is this real life? Is this real life? Is this real life? Real life, life, life. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's um, what is it? It's about five ten a.m. right now when I'm doing this, and I went off and had a bloody my first swim in a week, uh, and it was freezing. Bloody coldsies. It was cold. Are you good? Are you good? Are you feeling okay? It's a weird time of year and there's not a lot of money around. Um, everybody's stressed and it, yeah, I mean, not everybody's stressed, but every, I mean, it's hard. There are people really bloody struggling because the monies are not around and things cost too much. I bought a bottle of detergent, so dishwashing liquid. Um, it's all 10 bucks. From an IGA. And it's meant to be your independent grocer, I guess. Good Lord. Um, yeah, I, I, should, mate, I should have got black and gold. But, you know, I, I wanted to splash out for some palm olive. $9. Like $9.85 or something. That's outrageously. That's Maybe I should be making my own. I don't know how to do that. Don't you do it with... Um, it was in Fight Club. You get fat people and melt, melt them down. Melt down their cellulite and turn it into soap. Anyway... I guess that's where soap comes from. Uh, so yes, first swim in a week. Cause I got, so what happened was, oh, this is crazy week. I had a crazy week. Um, that was not a fart. That was the chair. Let's do it again. That's a chair. Um, so Sunday morning, tickle in the throat and Monday ill Monday night into Tuesday morning, coughing all night. So coughing, coughing, coughing. Now, this is where it gets weird. So I'm going to have to backtrack to my final night, uh, my final show in Melbourne um, at the Comedy Theatre. I don't know whether I mentioned this on the podcast before, and this is a pretty full-on thing to say. Not full-on, but, you know, dangerous. I had a strange sensation down the left side of my arm uh, just like about an hour before I was meant to go on stage. And I didn't want to say anything to my producer um, because I thought they'll pull the gig and say, go straight to hospital. And, but then I was thinking in my head, if I die on stage, legend. Um, and I didn't want to disappoint all the people who were there. So I went on and then afterwards my arm felt better. And I was like, oh, that's passed. Then fast forward to Tuesday morning, this past Tuesday morning where I've been coughing all night and I woke up at 5am and my arm felt numb and when I coughed, it felt like my heart hurt. And I was like, oh my God. So I went off to emergency and I was there for eight hours and nothing. There's, no, there's nothing wrong with me. It's basically it's uh, influenza or it's a chest infection. They couldn't tell me which one. They didn't swab. Uh, but because you present with chest problems, you're straight in there. But you're going to be standing around there for another six to eight hours waiting for your results to come back. So it turns out I'm fine. What I'd actually done, I'd slept on my arm funny. And I uh, just coughed so much, I damaged a muscle 
in, in, in between my ribs, which, uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't feel like a silly bugger because I know that if you do have um, that kind of stuff happen, like, you know, you, you start feeling tingling in your fingers and stuff, go straight to the hospital. But that, that was my whole day. So it's been the week uh, basically recuperating from this hell, hellish uh, chest infection flu thing. So I finally got some antibiotics. It's a good word to say, isn't it? Antibiotics is the way to say it, but that sounds robotic. So it's antibiotics to me. And an antibiotic... Hello, oh, that sounded very um, Welsh. Oh, get me some antibiotics. I need some antibiotics in me womble hole. Uh, so that was, um, that's been my week pretty much, which is not good, but I got to jump. And you probably think I'm crazy for getting up really early this morning and going for a swim, but it just, it made me feel so much better. And I think it's all the deep breathing and stuff. Anyway, I bang on about this shit too much. Uh, but it was, uh, yeah, it was really, really nice this morning. Really cold, but I felt way better afterwards. And here I am. Um, in a nice frame of mind, nice calm state of mind right now, talking to you and uh, talking about chest infections and bloody get your tits out. I um, well, I found a oh, I found a whole another hard drive by the way, uh, full of sounds and weird things that I've made over the years. So I'm I'm gonna I don't know where I'm gonna stick these things in, but they're gonna be in and I'll stick them in. Uh, and Sydney, oh, you were f- the, the gig last Saturday night was incredible. It was such a good gig again. Thank you so much for coming. It was really, it was really special. That space, so it's, an, it's a cabaret space. It's a burlesque space. It's in Redfern, Surrey Hills. It's called the Grand Electric. It's magic. And uh, look, I just, yeah, I, I loved it. I had a ball. The audience were just amazing. The screen setup was not fantastic for the AV, for the visuals. Uh, I know people at the back of the room loved what they could see, but I know at the front it was quite blinding. So apologies to you, but it was a tre- it was a tremendous bloody gig, tremendous gig. What about that ninety five year old that got tasered? Oh my god, ninety five year old woman. I'll look up. I'll look it up in a minute, and we'll, we'll go through it. We'll examine it together. It won't be the deep dive, but we'll have a look. Um, so yeah, that was wonderful. Also, last Friday I got to do the gig in front of the kids, and I've just got to say, bloody killed it. I killed it. I really did. It was a really, it was so fun. So to start the gig off, if you're aware of what I do, um, there's a there's a bit, a bit, um, that I used to do called uh, The Man with Kangaroo Paws for Hands. And that's how I started the gig. I came out with Kangaroo Paws for Hands and I worked my way through all the kids in the audience. I took their hats off. I stole one kid's guitar. It was so much fun. It, and then the jokes, only one joke bombed. And it was one of the only ones I nicked off the internet about hedgehogs. So I felt really, really good. And the, yeah, the potato joke was, anyway, it doesn't matter. I killed it. And it was so cute because all these kids have, come, have been coming up to me all week going, oh, I like your jokes. Oh, it was really funny. And you're like, oh, because they are, they are the hardest audience, our kids, definitely. They they judge and, of course, you can do poo bum, wee bum. But, um yeah, it was just it was just a, it was a magic gig. So um, thank you for having me at the school. It was re- I really loved it. Uh, I'm gonna I've got some voice messages this week. So thank you so much. So people um, did send through some voice messages. I've not listened to them. I've not listened, and I'm gonna do them live. So I'm gonna record and answer them live. Play them and then answer live uh, very soon. And if it works, it works. What a great idea. Uh, apart from that, I'm just I'm I kind of am in hibernation. I'm, I mean, I've got Perth shows coming up. Uh, 17th of June, so get on board with that um, at, where is it, the Regal Theatre, beautiful theatre in Subiaco, 
but apart from that, I'm kind of going into creative hibernation again. I'm just trying to reassess what I want to do in terms of online. I mean, I just, I, I, social media really does shit me to tears, but and I, I, but I want to be able to create something unique to me that really speaks of what I is. You know what I is? I don't even know what I is, but I really want to create something. So I've kind of got a little home studio happening. I've built it, yeah, it's meagre, um, but I've built it very, very slowly. The big investment was a, a camera I bought last year, so it can record pop properly. And I've just set up some other things. So hopefully I'm, I'm trying to form something in my mind that's going to be my thing. Uh, because, you know, this is what it is now. I, I realize that on streaming services and all that type of stuff, that's, that's where it is if you're an actor. Um, if you're a stand-up, yes, you can put your specials out. I don't know about spe I can't watch stand-up specials. I just, I mean, I wouldn't mind doing one, really. Maybe I don't know, but I ah, uh, there's just I, I don't watch them. Um, I only watch them if they're really controversial and people get, are getting angry about them, and then I'll watch them and really enjoy the uh, the the anger. Uh, but yes, I'm trying to just find my space within that. Oh, speaking of stuff. Look, I know I go on about it a lot, but I am, um, yeah, I'm getting a, what do you call them, uh, grants writers. So I've realized that with my applications for grants for the Silly Billy Walk, I am terrible at writing the grant application because it's quite technical. So I've had to hire someone to do it. I haven't picked the person yet, um, but I've put it out to tender. I'm not making people do shit for free, though. That's not the way I operate, okay? Uh, particularly in the arts, it happens a lot. You know, people just uh, expect you to do shit for free. Um, but no, I'm going to be paying someone with me hard-earned cash from uh, me selling my soul to uh, reality television, which has been fun, really fun, by the way. Uh, so yes, it's look, they're going to be better at doing this so that can actually fund this thing properly so we can make it a real thing instead of just this slapdash. I mean, it's nice, just people just randomly rocking up in a park, but I do like the idea of people in Tamworth being able to just go out and do it as well, not just, uh, you know, having to come to Marrickville in Sydney or be in Adelaide or Melbourne. I want it to be, yeah, nationwide, it'd be good. But yeah, so there are things moving. God, I still can't, I keep thinking about the tasered 95-year-old. We'll get there in a second. I'm going to play something. I don't know what this is. This will be something new. Something new. Sam Simmons' greatest human moments. Dropping molten hot pie mints on your foot-wearing thongs. Ouch, foot. You got pie up all in your foot face. Secretly blowing your nose on the shower curtain. Shut up, Darren. Giggling at the word doodle. I'm hot for teacher. Finding money in your jeans when you're doing the washing. Oh, no, I left $50 in the dryer. Now I've got a mini 50. Why don't you go off and your teacher in the head. Getting angry in the car trying to put on your seatbelt that won't work heaps good. Why don't you just go in? Being moved by a news story about Siamese twins. I hope they survive the operation, Dad. Going, oh, when you see a pigeon with one leg. Oh, Mum stole my dad biscuits. Oh. Human moments. I'm having one right now. Give me back my biscuits, Dad. I'm having, uh, having issues with teaching my, my daughter uh, how to read. She's she can do it. It's just more so whenever I sit down and do these, they're, they're these books called readers. They're really simple. Like there sat the cat and all that type of stuff. Um, or I sat, on, I shat on the cat. Um, that's really simple stuff. Uh, who did a poo in my shoe? Um, gonorrhea, gonorrhea, get away. Who's Maria? No. Uh, so I'm doing these readers with Luna and every time I open one, she rolls her eyes. She's so mini me. 
because she's like, oh, no, not learning. Um, so I'm having a really hard time trying to get her to get involved in that. And I don't want it to fall behind. I don't think she will. Um, but I wanted to get excited about reading because I wanted to know that then she can read anything. I'm not going to hide. I mean, it's not like I'm going to let her read, I don't know, Salman Rushdie or I don't know, the Satanic Bite. What is it? The Satanic Verses? Uh, but, you know, she can read Harry Potter and get scared under a doona at night. I want that little girl who's like really in love with reading. So it's so hard to get her passionate about that. She, look, I think she'll take to it because I've seen what's happened with soccer. She's been to soccer twice. First time, didn't like it. Second time, because she got a little bit of um, coaching in between, star, little, but kicked, uh, kicked two goals, um, took on the boys and it was amazing almost did something spectacular like from one end of the field to the other just dribbling the ball and missed the goal by an inch and everyone was like oh my goodness so i i can see and i could see her confidence growing in that so she's like oh yeah i love that that was a that was a really good day actually that was saturday which was um difficult day though because i had to do the gig later that night you're at soccer in the morning and then my, my bloody freaking partner decides to go off and get a bloody massage in the middle of the day okay I don't get time for a bloody nap to reset my head, so to go to a bloody show, to paying bloody ticket holders, uh, and then bloody, but I did buy her a haircut in the afternoon to splash out because it was a pre-Mother's Day gift, uh, and then she wanted everything again on Mother's Day, all the bloody love again. It's like, you bloody fucking already had a Mother's Day on Saturday. I don't understand. I mean, I get Mother's Day. I don't really bloody, they'll change it soon. It'll be birthing womb day or something like that because of the gender benders. Don't get angry at me. I'm being silly. I'm just being silly. I'm just like saying gender benders again. It's really fun. You gender bender. Uh, hanging out with yuppies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yes, that was, uh, oh, that, so then afterwards, so after soccer, there was a kids um, school fair up the road at a place called Fernbrook or Fernbank or Fernwood. Not the not the ladies' gymnasium. Remember Fernwood? It was Fernwood, wasn't it? The lady, a gym for ladies. Um, yeah. So anyway, it was an amazing fun fair. Uh, I had a, an amazing time there, and the best thing I had uh, because this. Hang on, a minute, I have to. I have to cough. Hang on a tick. Still very chesty, um, as you can probably hear in my voice. So the best the, the sausage in bread queue was really long. And it looked subpar. They didn't look like it was really great sausage and bread. But the other food options at this fun fair, oh, this is pure inner West Sydney. The Vietnamese place looked incredible, like really top, top, top notch, top notch. What does it mean, top notch? That must be a sailing thing. I could look into that later on. I'll write that down. Where's my, where's my texter? Excuse me, where's my texter, mate? Um, what's a f yellow texter? Oh, hang on. Oh, look, I'm not going to pause it. I'm just going to look for a texter. Ah. Uh, Ay. Ay, Uh, here we go. Where is it? Top notch. Thank you. Um. The Vietnamese was extraordinary. There was, like, a Brazilian sausage place as well that was looked ridiculous with, like, you know, salsa verides and all their little, bloody, the little things they do. Um, little sauces and tricks and trinkets and whatnot. Um, but the one that got me was the Lebanese lentils. It was just called Lebanese lentils. And I was like, well, I love, I, and I love, I know, genuinely, I love lentils. I make an amazing, like, lentil dupoy French lentil soup. And it's full of bay leaves and carrots and just, hang on, I have to cough again. Apologies. Um, oh, jeez. It is, it's a rough one, this one. Get your flu shot, people. I didn't get it. Um, 
Anyway, so so it's uh, lentils, Lebanese lentils, and it was so good. I bought the recipe book. I was so into it, which was, oh, I'm going to have to pause for a sec. I need a big old coffee. Hang on a tick, guys. Love your bum nuts. I'll play something right now. Go reset and then tell you all about it. Tonight on ABC4. Glenn. Yeah. Rowan. Definitely. Clayton. Clayton would be one. Phil. Oh, it's bored a lot. Yeah, okay, why not? Keith? Yeah, Keith is on there. Roy? Yes. Norman? Yes, definitely Norman. I've ne- You know, I've never met a young Norman. Names for idiots. Tonight at 9.30 on ABC4. Glenn? Apologies. Um, better, better. Like, just deep, deep phlegm. What a lovely podcast this is turning into. Hmm. So the le- it was really, really basic recipe. So it's just rice, um, kind of like stewed down with, it sounds awful, with caramelized onions, lentils, salt and pepper, which is like, what? Well, that doesn't sound like a fun, like a fun, fun fair food. Uh, in a bowl, it's a, you know, it's a crisp cold morning, bowl of these beautiful hot, like warm lentils. It was like a porridge almost. This is sounding disgusting, but it wasn't. And then on top of it, there's a big whack of labna. Which uh, I guess is kind of like a curdled yogurt. Um, I say yogurt. I don't care. I normally say yogurt, but I like to say yogurt. Um, and then it was with uh, chunky bits of really crispy, bloody um, what do you call it? The uh, cucumber and fresh mint, and then a bloody chili oil on top. It was so good. I can't remember what it's called. It's called something like murder, murder, or something like that. And I'm going to make it this week for my partner's uh, office, her work. She's got a great job and um, sometimes the people she works with, they don't get nourished enough because they work really long days. So I'll make a, I made a big vat of dal earlier this week for the, for the office. Um, but I might make some murder or whatever it's called. It was seriously delicious. I love it. Uh, and that's a breakfast thing, apparently. So I like different breakfast. I don't know about bacon and eggs, or st- I definitely don't know about cereal. I don't eat cereal. I've got no yuck, um, and I very rarely give it to my child. Uh, just maybe once a week, she'll go. Oh, I want Cheerios, um, you know. And I would give her Fruit Loops. I'm trying to work it all out with this child rearing. That sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> how did you rear your child? Um, is because it's she's she is treat obsessed, but all kids are. They all want lollies. And I'm trying to think, is there... I've got friends that did this a, a different way. They, um... There's no treats during the week and very, very little screen, uh, if any. And then the weekend, free-for-all. So I'm trying to get that in there, but it's just so hard to discipline when you... I'm pretty much solo parenting, so it's hard to discipline that. Um, but I guess you've got to have good cop, bad cop, but maybe you don't. No one knows how to do it. Just don't fuck them up. Just don't fuck them up. Uh... Oh, the tea towel debacle is over. It's uh, And if you want a tea towel and you're listening to this, the only way you can get one is to go onto Patreon. Go onto Patreon, subscribe to Patreon um, for as little as bloody, I don't know, $2 a month, $3 a month. There's some nice subscribers in there. $9. Cashing in. Um, and I'm not cashing in. It's just keeping the podcast... Oh, it's keeping the bloody tea towel money afloat. It costs, it, co- I've, I, it costs more money to get the tea towels and send the tea towels than what I've done on Patreon, which is ridiculous, but it's an investment in you as listeners. You see? 
Does that make, do, do you feel like you're part of a community? Uh, well, probably not, but I should open, I, maybe I should put a website up that then you, we, we can all talk to each other properly because I'm so bad at even the email replies. I don't know what I'm doing with my life. Anyway, fuck it, fuck it. Tea towels, done. Um, I sent out some, so I've sent out, uh, God, half the tea towels already. So they'll be arriving uh, very soon. And uh, I sent some to my, this is, I did something really weird. So I went to an op shop and I saw something in the op shop and it reminded me of someone. It was two tiny little Maori kids. Um, it didn't remind me of them. They were dolls. A little bit, um, maybe you'd look at it and go, ooh, that's, that seems a bit racist. But it kind of wasn't. It was kind of cute. They had little grass skirts on and a little a tiki, I think, around their neck. I hope I got this right. Or is that Hawaiian? Jeez, um, maybe it was Hawaiian. Shit. Anyway, I saw them and I thought about, I thought the only person I could think of to give them to was uh, a guy I know called Fez Farnana. Farnana. Who is the what, the leader of the briefs? And briefs is like boylesque, so it's a boy burlesque group, um, and they always travel around fringe festivals. And they're an amazing gang of uh, amazing people that you know. I, I, I love them dearly. And Fez is hilarious. And I thought oh, I'll get them for Fez. And then I thought, oh, that'd be weird if I, you know, because I, I know him, um, and I think he'd love it. But at the same time, I was like, well, oh, is this, you know, should I should I send this? You know, he might be in a bad mood when he opens it up that day and goes, oh, you racist bastard, why would you send me these? So I sent them in to what, my acting agent because uh, she's from New Zealand. Uh, but <laughs> the other side, anyway, so that was in there and then I thought, oh, well, I've got to give one to my other agent as well, give something to her. So I, I found something in the op shop for her and I boxed up all this stuff and I put in a really lovely letter to my New Zealand agent and sent it off to her. And then I boxed up the other one with all these weird stuff in it and some tea towels and sent it to my other agent. Um, but I, and took it to the post office, both parcels, sent them out. But then when I got back, I realized I didn't put the letter into my other agent's box. So like a mad person, like she's just gonna receive this, this box of weird shit from the op shop with no explanation whatsoever. Like, and there's weird things in there. Like, I'm not going to say... Well, no, I don't think she even listens to my podcast. I don't even think she likes me that much, to be honest, but that's all right. That's life. She, I like her, but, you know, I, I think I'm an, I am an acquired taste. I'm probably not the most profitable of, um, what do you call it, uh, clients. But that's all right. Uh, okay, so the bloody 95-year-old, she's tasered. I need to look into it. I've, I, I'm going to look it up. I've got, I, I've got it on me. It's not on my desktop. But I've got it in here bloody somewhere, guys. It's bloody in here somewhere. A 95-year-old woman being tased. I just want to know, how does this happen? Yes, here we go. New South Wales police allegedly taser twice in a New South Wales aged care home. Officers allegedly tasered a 95-year-old woman in the back and the chest at a regional age. I can't believe this. I mean... What was she doing? As a woman clung to life in hospital after sustaining injuries, all right, and including a suspected fractured skull and a brain bleed. What the hell was she? Claire Nowlin, 95, was allegedly tasered by officers after being found with a knife uh, while using her walker at y Yalambi Lodge in Cooma. Um, family spokesman Andrew Thaler said Nowlin was now tasered in the chest and back at 4am on Wednesday after police were caught. What? She has dementia that waxes and wanes. She's good and bad at times. 
the family are shocked, the community are shocked. Yes, everybody's fucking shocked. I'm sure you can... I don't know. There's no excuse for that. There's just... no. Anyway, who am I? I sound like bloody Pierce Morgan or something. What on earth is going there? Unless she was a little police officer, I'm saying, or or he, she or he were quite little and and um, not very agile. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't know how to explain this. Like if it was a police officer with scoliosis and it was only one of them, yes. Because that would like even the playing field between you and a 95-year-old. Or you were really... Um, brittle, like you're a brittle police officer, like a real brittle elderly police officer, then that's even Stevens, then you can taser. Anyway, what do you think? What's a, what, what, what reason would you give yourself to taser a 95-year-old woman? <laughs> it's not funny. She possibly will die from her injuries, I imagine. Um, that's not nice. Uh, uh, hey, do you know what I'm really enjoying doing at the moment? Oh, poos. No, uh, I am... In, God, that's, that's from living with a child. Most most of the most of my life is just with the six year old. That's it. Better social life than me. Two parties this weekend. We did go out on a date though. Me, her, um, a little boy called Sai, and her his mum Tamila, and it was really nice. We went off and got a really yummy pizza together, and then we got a bloody a stretchy ice cream, which is like a Turkish ice cream. That was uh, and it was so cute watching them. They look like they're on a date, and I felt like I was having an affair. So it was win win. Um, any, anyway, um, I nearly said who, who, I've really, I've got a fun thing I've started doing, it really buoys me, I yell out things from the car to people as they're doing the thing, so for example, I saw a woman like folding down a box to shove it into the, uh, the recycling bin, um, and I yelled out, cardboard, and she looked up, and I looked at her, and I gave her like a cheeky wink, and it felt really good. So then I was in traffic and uh, a guy pulled alongside me, but he was facing me and I looked at him and his window was down. My window was down. And I went, yep, nothing like two guys sitting in their cars. And he said, what? And I said, we're in cars. And then I drove off and he um, looked really confused, but I'm enjoying it. I, uh, I did, I mean, the abusive, I mean, not so much abuse. Um, I did once upon a time, it was a bit of stand-up material at the time, but it was, uh, there was a, just a pompous looking bloke. I'm just going to say, this looked like a bit of a dick and I shouldn't have done this. You should, I'm not saying you should do this stuff. Um, but he was walking his dog and it was in Centennial Park in Sydney and the, you can only go 30 Ks in the park, which is kind of fast enough to be able to get away from even the, you know, the fastest of runners over a long distance, pretty much, I think. And I saw him with his dog and I said, Hey man, nice dog. Where'd you get it? The shit, where'd you get it from? The shit dog shop. <laughs> By the time I'd heard that, he'd heard that I was already gone. Because I was going 30Ks, which is not a nice thing to do. But um, I, I don't know why I did that. But, you know, sometimes you just, you give in. You give in to a whim and you you say the wrong thing. And this is probably why my career trajectory has been quite odd. Because I've been brutal. Oh, you can hear the phlegm in my chest rolling around. It's disgusting. I'm just going to, hang on, I'm going to play something and come back. I need another cough. I'm so sorry about this. Bloody influenza. Get your flu shot. Hi, I'm Bob Maynard from ABC Classic FM. I got confused in the bird shop the other day and ordered $30 worth of mixed birds. 
Yes, yes. I'm Bob Maynard. Hey, what's going on there? Oh, it's okay again. All right, I'm going to do it now. We're going to do this is a voicemail. We're getting voicemails from listeners. And I'm going to, whatever, I don't know what th th this is going to sound like, because I've not listened to these before, because I think you need to have an honest reaction to what we're about to listen to. Uh, and if it's something vulgar, uh, it'll probably be cut out, which will be disappointing, because you won't know it, because I won't let you hear that. But, um, you know, send me abuse if you like. I'd like some abuse. And maybe I will play that abuse, not if it's really offensive, but you know, hey, that's, so I'm going to drop this one in now and uh, we're going to, we're going to, it's time for some voicemail. Here we go. Hey Sam, just thought I'd uh, send you a voice note like you keep banging on about, like no one ever listens to your podcast. We absolutely love it out here, mate. Steering home on the M25 over here in London. Thought I'd uh, try something that you've probably not done and have a little bit of Q&A. So I'll start leave a gap in between and you continue and answer for me. So, um, what's got seven legs and smells like fish? Oh, this is going to be rank. I know it's going to be, it's going to be something really not right. It's going to be, is it something like three and a half gynecologists or something? Hang on a minute. So now I have to drop the other bloody bit back in. Here we go. I'm not going to give you the answer. I'll just let you come up with an answer. So my own version is shitty trivia. What's green and yellow and falls over backwards down the stairs? The Omni, the Omnicrom variant. How about that? And finally, okay. how many people does it take to do a handstand on the Sydney Harbour Bridge? They bloody can party in a handstand. Good on you, mate. I'll chuck this in the email and hopefully it gets on your podcast. Keep uh, on keeping on, my man. See you, mate. Oh, uh, that's funny. All the way from London. I don't even know who that was. I have to go back through. Thank you very much. Bloody do that. Do that again. I like that. That was fun to do. And I bloody, I praise, I praise you on the M25 in London. Oh, London. I bloody miss it. I really, really, there's not, there's stuff I don't miss. I miss the sandwiches from that place. What's it called? Um, Oh, damn it. It's been... Pretamonge. I do miss their sound. I mean, they're awful, but I, I love them. I imagine the factory. There's weird... Sh always weird stuff going on in the factory, isn't there? Um, so, yes. Uh, thanks so much. All right, I'm going to play another one. Let's get ready. No, I'm not. So, I just listened to the next three, and um, two of them were really personal, and I don't think I should be putting them on the podcast, but, um, yeah, Jumanji and Carly... Thank you so much. You, that was some really, you, you said just some really sweet stuff, which is really nice. So thank you for that. I, I don't think it's right to share some of that on the, on the potty because that's, um, that's your, and you've not given me permission. You just sent me a message. So, um, yeah. And, uh, and Sue told me a beautiful anecdote about, um, a little, <laughs> a little boy saying what the fuck in class. And it was, it's very funny. Like, um, and, and eloquently and told with such restraint and yeah it's really really beautiful but yeah kids swearing I mean it's never not funny um but it's just also just the context of how they can read a situation from an adult being told to do something and then thinking they have to apologize to someone by saying the same thing anyway it was it was very very cute um but yeah th yeah Jumanji and Car uh, Carly that was a uh, really really yeah, it was very sweet of you. So, yeah. Send some stuff in. Send me questions. Like, um, so, like, do you want me to prove the existence of, uh, of aliens? 
don't know. Like whatever you want. What's the bloody? What's going on with uh, the? What happens at the Stabilo Boss Factory? Um, which is I'm I'm obsessed with fluorescence. Um, if you've seen the show, I love my fluorescence. Uh, but yeah, send me any question. It can just be short. Can be long. Could be any, anything you want. Send in and I'll try and answer it for you live here on the bloody on the potty. On oh, the potty. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. I'm I'm, um, I'm fading away. I am fading away here, people. I know that I'll be up and thriving and jumping uh, by next week once I get this horrific lurgy out of my soul. It's just enveloped the whole thing. Uh, it's kept me off the sauce, though. I can tell you that. Bloody the last thing I feel like doing is having a drinky. Um, which I know that uh, from uh, one of those messages there, there's still, you know, people have these problems and it's hard and I get it. I totally get it. So if you are struggling, you can always send me a message as well. Um, I don't have answers. I don't have answers. I just have honesty. It's all bloody God, guys. Yeah. What am I doing today? Got to bloody look after the kid again. It gets laborious after a while. Fucking making sandwich. Guess what? The sandwich evolution's not happened. It's still the same shit. It's still an avocado sandwich. So yesterday, I made a ham and cheese sandwich for her, with her. She looked all excited about it. One bite. One bite. Uh, I've got a thermos ready to go, because it's getting cold. Maybe I could fill that with some scalding hot fucking broth. Uh, Then you'll learn. And I'll put on there, I'll I'll write on it, scalding hot broth, and then she'll open it, burn herself, and I'll go, now you should fucking learn to read. Um, anyway, that's, that's not mean. That, that's, that is mean. Sorry, that is mean. Don't scold your children. Hey, mothers and sisters, don't scold your children. Uh, you can scold them, though, for... Um, you can scold them in the other way. About, like, oh, bloody put your pants back on. Bloody get it. So stop running around nudie rooties. Um, uh, as is some kids. The Nudie Rudy Show happens nearly every night at our house. Um... Which is, uh, yeah, quite a quite eventful sometimes. When she, really, anyway, it doesn't matter. It's, that sounds really wrong what I was just saying then, but it's not. Every parent, if you don't have kids and you're listening to that, and you're like, "What the fuck, mate?" Um, it, it is a thing. Um, kids <laughs> like being nerdy rudies. Why is there all these weird crumbs on my laptop? Who's been mucking around with me digital, me buddy? Who's been mucking around with me heart, me firmware, in me software? Oh, oh, I had a great thing happen. I don't know whether I'm... Did I mention this last week? I was given a box... Maybe I did. I don't know whether I did or not. Did not? Did not. Uh, I think I mentioned it, but maybe I didn't. I can't remember. That's life. I'm telling you again. Or maybe I'm not. I left a box of... I think I told you this. Anyway, I was given back a box of weird stuff that I left in the office at Triple J. Yes, I did tell you this. It's... it's I, I can... I can do anyway. So, um, and I've, uh, uh, that's where I found all these new sounds also, but I've got all these bloody tapes of me, first ever gigs I've performed, all this amazing stuff. Um, also bloody, uh, a declaration of, uh, anyway, there's, there's a lot of stuff in there that I, uh, private, very private, uh, that was just sitting in a locker at the ABC for way too long. Your ABC people, your taxpayers' money, bloody their public servants. If Charlie Pickering's not being funny, that's your money, all right? Okay, you bloody better be everything I want. That's that's the pressure on those guys. I get it. It better be everything for everyone because it's the ta- I, the abuse I would cop at Triple J back in the day, or doing anything on the ABC when I did problems on the ABC. So fucking, I don't think it's funny. That's my fucking taxpayers' money. It's subjective, dickhead. Uh, um. Anyway, it is your taxpayers' money. Bloody tax time's coming up, isn't it? Oh no. 
Gee, I'm running out of things to say. I think I'm just sort of running out of breath. Oh, I need to do a deep dive. All right, I'll prepare the deep dive. I'll be back with you. This has been a really strange podcast today, but I've, I've liked it. There's been some good stuff. There's been some bad stuff. We've shared some things and we've loved each other. Why do chemists treat you like a drug addict when you have to pick up your prescription? Especially if it's something... I'm on a very low-dose antidepressant. Very low dose. It's a 37.5 milligram of the thing. And it it makes it... Like, give me two boxes. Why? I mean, I know that you want to... And it's from the big one. I'll just say it. Fucking Chemist Warehouse. Which I know that they are a bloody pox on the pharmacy industry because all the little guys are being driven out of business by these big... And they're gaudy. They're gaudy advertising and gaudy colours. Just, it's just, you know, when you're driving down the street, you're like, oh, fuck, there it is. Bright yellow, red, and bloody blue right at you. It's offensive. Um, uh, it was in there and refused two bo- two boxes. And then, like, you go to another one, they're fine about it. It's just like, you're just being snitchy. You're trying to shame people. You're shaming people. And it's even worse when you're doing it for your um, ADHD medication because they look at you like, legitimately, you are selling these things on the street. It kind of freaks me out, this stuff about the... Um, Ritalin and Dexies and all that type of stuff because the effect it has on me is not what it has on normal people so that's why I take it so with most people they if they take this stuff they get they get crazy and wired and they're like like on meth or speed for me it calms me down and makes me focus um so it's the, the opposite in fact it can make me sleepy at times which is bizarre I'm telling you wait this is too confessional now has this podcast become too confessional am I, am I am i sharing too much maybe i am um all right well i'm gonna get the deep dive ready i don't know what it is yet i was going to do it on the 95 year old tasered woman but i feel like that's uh not, not a nice thing to do i am looking forward to inserting some strange audio into this it's going to be great there's such i found so much stuff i don't know whether any of it's good but i'm still chucking it in there yeah okay deep dive coming in a minute i'll speak to you soon Russell, he's a motherfucking tiger prawn. Once upon a time, there was a prawn named Russell. Russell was a normal prawn, like all the other prawns, except for one very important difference. Russell was a tiger prawn. Part tiger, part prawn. Or so he thought. He prowled the seabed on all 16 prawn paws like, well, a tiger prawn. Don't f*** with me, Russell would yell with his weird prawn mouth. I am a tiger prawn after all. I'll eat you up and I can camouflage myself in the seaweed jungle with my tiger stripes like an underwater stealth prawn rebel. I'm a motherfucking tiger prawn. Uh, yeah. Russell was actually pretty embarrassing and all the other prawns thought Russell was an idiot. F*** off Russell they would yell. Russell the tiger prawn was lame. Russell prawn noises. Uh, yeah. The last prawn to get picked for any game. Ah, uh, yeah. He's a motherfucking tiger Russell, prawn. Russell, Russell, Russell. Yeah. Are you ready for a niche deep dive? Deep dive in niche topics really every, nearly every um week. Sometimes he's a little bit late. We're deep diving, deep diving. It's a short and sharp um podcast this week. I just dropped Luna off at school and then had to go buy um, two dolls for two birthday parties and uh, the total girly girls as well. So I had to go the full girly girl. I got them both the same doll each on special. Thanks. Thanks, Target. 
Um, anyway, and then I was driving home. I had another, another idea to do a deep dive um, on, on something else, but I decided to do it on um, the dog's name, Fido. Because I was like, well, why, why dogs? Why did they call dogs Fido? So this is the deep dive. It's not going to be long. Suck shit. That's such a great Australian expression, isn't it? Suck shit. I don't think it's in the US either. Um, yeah, you should suck a shit. All right, this is from the American Kennel Club. Where we go, here we go. There's no more cliched name for a dog than Fido. In fact, it's so overworked that people no longer name their dogs Fido. I'm pretty sure there'd be some Fidos. Yeah, somewhere. Um, you'll find the name nowhere on those most dog, uh, popular dog name lists. Um, I think great dog names are stuff like, like Paul or Margaret. You know what I mean? David. David! Because uh, it just it makes you look wor- like really quite odd. Uh, yelling that out at the um, at the play, at the at the park the dog park. Oh God, this flu! It's awful. I'm sorry. Uh, apologies for my head today, but um, anyway. When the word Fido is used today, it's usually a slang for reference to a dog. So how did Fido gain such a firm toehold in American English that it went from a proper name to a generic noun? The surprising two-word answer is Abraham Lincoln. This is bloody niche. Nishas Keach! Um, let's have a go here. It turns, out that, it turns out that in his pre-presidential life as a lawyer in Springfield, Illinois, hey, Lincoln had a dog named Fido. From canine historian Stanley Corrin, we learn, this dog was almost always with Abe. Um, and the people of Springfield will report that it was common sight to see Lincoln walking down the street with Fido walking behind, carrying a parcel... Um, uh, with string tied around it. Yeah, that's okay. That's just embellishing. A regular stop for Lincoln was Billy's Barbershop for a haircut because he had to trim that weird beard. Yeah, it was a weird beard. It was a weird beard. Just a mustacheless beard. I'm the reverse of it. Uh, Fido would settle down and wait outside patiently, although he could easily be lured into a game involving jumping and twirling. Um, come on, let's get there. The name derives, here we go, the name derives from the Latin word that means to trust, believe, confide in. There you go. That's really cool. Corin says, in other words, it's uh, equivalent to calling a dog trusty or faithful. Think the Marine Corps uh, Latin motto, Semper Fidelis. Oh, fidelity. Oh, now I get it. If you've, infidelity means you're not faithful. Fido, oh, don't cheat on your dog. Basically, uh, the message here is don't fuck your dog. No, that's, isn't that fantastic that that's, I'm glad I chose that. I know it wasn't much, and I know it's a shortish podcast this week, but who cares? You got you got things in there. Um, that's fascinating. That is actually genuinely fascinating. That the Fido comes from fidelity um, and infidelity. So loyal, trustworthy. Goodness me! Oh, that's wonderful. All right. Well, hey, go off and have a bloody good week. Have a bloody good week. Um, and please send me more voice messages. So what I would recommend you do, um, if you want to get one on the on the podcast, short, succinct. So short, succinct, hey, Sam, uh, I think you're an idiot. Uh, I don't believe in ghosts. Prove me wrong or something like that. Um, but if you want to send me a message, you can send a voice message as well, which I won't upload to the podcast. Um, because I understand that some people just don't want to sit down and write out a whole email, but I'll listen to it, and I think that's fantastic. Um, once again, thank you to Jumanji, Sue, and Carly, and I don't even know the name of the bloke who got the who did the the trivia that actually got in the podcast. Anyway, thank you to you all. Thank you again next week. 
Anyway, go have uh, a great week. Be positive. Uh, if you're fighting some demons, um, just stay focused. What I like to do when I'm challenged and the bad sads come along and I'm like, oh, I'm not feeling good. I just say to myself, no. And it works for me anyway. Uh, it, it staves it off and uh, temporarily at least. Get outside, look at other things. Um, look up stuff like when you have that moment and go, where, where does the name Fido come from? Do, do your own deep dives. Bloody just make a mood or it. So yeah, just uh, and be nice to everybody, okay? Be nice, don't bloody... But get off social media, whatever. You, we all know there's, there's there's ways and means to don't taser 95 year old women. That's one of the main ones. Don't do that. If you see a 95 year old and you're like, oh bloody, uh, with a knife, don't taser them. Just don't. It's common sense. Common sense. No matter who you are, don't taser a 95 year old woman. <sighs> uh, Perth shows. I'll see you in Perth. I'll see you in Perth in a few weeks. All right, love you lots. Have a wonderful week.